Uh, hello? Uh, is, is, is this thing on? Uh, yes, uh, hello there, uh, good people of the sports community. We, uh, hope to serve you with yet another, uh, sports talk podcast that talks down to you and panders to the woke mob. We gleefully join forces with MS ESPN, Colin Cowherd, and especially Jamel Hill and the brave people at uh, the uh, Interrupted. We're here not to talk sports, but political correctness, like why trans female athletes need to be normalized with the occasional scores and updates. Because uh, when you go woke... With all apologies to those respective names and 99% of the sports community, please... Uh, from the deepest parts of our hearts, know that in no uncertain terms, we mean this with the utmost sincerity. We got two words for ya! Oh, uh, Beavis, and not just suck it a little, uh, not just the tip, we want you to gag on it. Uh, because, make no mistake about it, to all you woke sports media out there, uh, we hate you, uh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You giant bag of dicks. It's a not woke, college gambling show. Make that bread and butter them hoes. Oh, yeah. I am the chick mongoose, but you can just call me Goose. And much like Kurt Russell, I escaped from L.A., Although I did not bag Goldie Hawn in the process, I did escape uh, with my pride and five-eighths of dignity. Minus that one night in Tijuana with a midget that later turned out to be a tranny. But man or woman, I do not regret sucking on those titties. Fuck you for judging. To my right is the Pittsburgh Poontang Punisher. The Sicilian Samurai. All cheesesteak, gas, no bricks. Berks County, Pennsylvania's most eligible bachelor. Everybody's favorite degenerate gambler, Sal Baps. Yo, what up, Goose? Yo, yo. Are you excited, man? You ready to uh, get banned by all the major platforms out there for speaking uh, truth to power? We're going to hell together. Guys, we're going to give you the best picks in the world of college football gambling, but a little uh, special here called Buzz, where me and Sal Baps, we're just kind of getting some stuff off our chest pertaining to the world of college football. This is Buzzed. I know one thing though, you know, pot is not like alcohol. Alcohol changes your mood sometimes. Like, go to a bar at happy hour and see some just happy motherfuckers there. <laughs> see those guys going, hey, fuck you, my man. Hey, hey, listen to me. Listen to me, you piece of shit. Listen, you do not know shit about fuck, my man. You want a piece of yourself? Hmm? <laughs> Step outside, I'll kick my ass. Come on. And Sal Babs, just so you know, we actually have a sponsor for this first episode. Can you Lies. can you believe that? Lies. No. No, actually. Uh, Buzzed is actually not brought to you by Gavin Newsom Hard Seltzer. Do you stand in front of a mirror a la Red Dragon and tuck your dick in between your legs? Are you an obese, blue-haired feminist who hasn't seen her vagina in so long that Poxitani Phil takes nests in it, and when it sees its shadow, it means eight more weeks of hating the patriarchy? Or are you simply a fan of UConn football? Then you're in luck. Gavin Newsom Hard Seltzer is here. It's queer. It'll get you beat up until you're hanging from your George Soros chandelier. Gavin Newsom Hard Seltzer. So with that and our 
you know, amazing sponsor, Salbaps. What's on your chest, bro? We're going to start off with something that I call the fake fucking coaches club. I'm going to give you three coaches right now. As the season goes on, we're going to keep adding these fake coaches into this social club. I like it. If they will actually perform, they can then leave the club as new members will join. Okay. Our first one is our very own local Penn State James Franklin Goose. What do you think about this? Is this guy fake or not? He's he's fucking faker than titties in Beverly Hills. He is a snake oil salesman. This guy is like one of the most clown show in-game tacticians I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Dating back to the McSwirly fourth down play in Happy Valley against Ohio State with the defense gassed on the ropes. And I'm looking at myself yeah, like... McSorley was on fire that game, too. Go out with your guy there. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm with like, you. Like, what are you doing? Anyways, we have our very own local, once again, Singleton from Governor Mifflin going up there, the best running back in the country. Yeah. I do think he is very good. I saw him play like a bunch of times. Yeah. I'm not so sure he is going to get this guy out of a fake fucking coaches club, though. He's 11 and 11 on the road in this past. That's, he, that's bro, he pitiful. doesn't even beat ranked teams. Like, who does he beat on the road? Yeah, it's it's true. It's this it's, is a tough league, dude. This is a tough league. You yeah. gotta go and win at places. He's not doing it. We grew up watching Penn State football beat people up all the time. Yeah, physically, yeah. everything about him just sure. dominated. This guy's in the club for now. We'll see what happens. Oh, by the way, he was also in the same fraternity as me. At East what, yeah, that's right. What was his like? It was like he was like his composite name was D's Nuts. He's the original D's Nuts. Nuts, not the dude from the whole old Vine. Right, app. right. This right. guy was the original D's Nuts. So okay. if you're a PSU fan and you think this guy's like a stand-up or anything, his name is D's Nuts. Enough it's, said. It's a fact. Enough said. All right. Who, who else is in this illustrious fake fucking coaches club? We're staying in the Big Ten, dude. Mike yeah. Lockley is bogus. Maryland is 0-10 against ranked teams. They're not going to beat anyone this year. They have no money for the program. They have no cool alumni other than Scott Van Pelt. And he really only cares <laughs> about basketball anyways there. True. I mean, Under Armour has just failed them. Teams are getting out of their deals from them. We saw with UCLA. Yeah. I mean, they're just getting out of it. They have no real... NFL talent anywhere. Yeah. I, I mean, we can well, maybe... besides a wide receiver corpse. Right. Which routinely has been well. I mean, we know Stephon Diggs and all that. You know, it's right. an MD guy. But what does that do for Mike Lockley? I don't care. Like, he's, he's this guy does not have a program good enough to take on this league. And I don't know what to tell Maryland fans. You're going to lose again. Uh, Loxley, first of all, is the name, but it doesn't even matter. I mean, he's, he's so fake, you don't even need to know his name because this dude is... Uh, he, he, he's, I don't need to know his name. You, you, you don't because you because can just I fade, him and fade the fuck out of, out of Maryland, you know, especially if for whatever reason they get up in the first quarter. Now, I will say in Mike Loxley's defense, uh, you know, Kevin Plank of Under Armour was trying to be Phil Knight East and Under Armour stock just absolutely tanked. It's at like $8 a share. And he, it's terrible. And, and, he, and he pulled back on... You know, being Phil Knighty, so which was their main goal? It was. It was strong. Yeah. Now, who else do you have in VIP section of, of, of this club? Mac Brown. He can't win in a weak league. This isn't the Mac Brown that we know and grew up watching. Yeah. I mean, this guy does not have it. He, he's basically a comatose guy out there. I mean, like. Guys are regressing each year. You had a quarterback destroy his entire draft stock based off regression. That's coaching. 
That's yeah. coaching. I mean, Sam Howell. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean, destroyed his stock. This guy was literally projected to be one of the top quarterbacks picked in the entire draft. Um, the the 10.5 favorite game against VTech last year was Brutal. disgraceful loss. Killed, killed my parlay. Um, it was disgraceful. Um, this guy's too old. It's too hard of a school to win at. Mac Brown, go back to TV. You're a cool guy. You don't want to be in the fake fucking coaches club, bro. You're way too cool for these losers like Franklin and Loxley. Now, Sal Baps, you know I just came back from LA. I was saying for months already the Pac-12 was going to disintegrate. And that's exactly what's happening. So, I mean, you've heard the expression, go woke, go broke. That's never been more true and clear than the sad state of affairs that is Pac-12 football today. Now, recently, the athletic department of UCLA literally went broke and played Khloe Kardashian to the big booty hoe that is Kim Kardashian and USC football as they collectively left sun and beaches for bratwurst, snow, and radioactive Frankenstein corn loaded with more GMO and glyphosate than Chernobyl. Now, as Sal Babs here will attest, as a former native of over 13 years in LA, this was painfully easy to see. Lackluster attendance, no championship-worthy teams in nearly a decade, and a Pac-12 network that screwed the pooch on such a profound level after being rejected by every major uh, sports media company in the market, even the Discovery Channel passed. Uh, Mr. Discovery CEO, I have Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott on the phone. Tell that prick I have Shark Week, fuck off, and get back to blowing me. You know what Aristotle used to say, suck a dick, save a smile. Hey, I kind of like that. I'm going to slot that behind naked and afraid. But I take a closer look at what really happened here. The culture went woke. J.C. Powell said, Culture is the bedrock, the final wall, against which one leads one's back in a godforsaken chaos. And I would add in this crazy mixed up world, you either rise above the chaos, hello SEC, or you become the chaos. Now the Pac-12 and its woke presidents, they chose the latter. Consider for a moment, Stanford has a $7.5 billion annual budget. The athletic program ran a $12 million deficit, and as a result, they cut 11 sports. Listen to that again, Salbaps. $7.5 billion budget, and they cut 11 sports because the athletic department lost only $12 million. Now, here lies a problem with world culture. They're gold medalists when it comes to playing Attila the Hunt and tearing things down, but when it comes to building things up, they fail miserably. Much in the same way that conservatives are woefully inept at the arts, media, and frankly anything having to do with communication, the woke left simply can't do community. So as a result, they don't value it. And that's exactly what college football provides. Community. Now, Colin Cowherd out there, he's going to love to tell you that Pac-12 football has fallen because USC fell off the map. He'll shout from the rafters how beautiful and great and wonderful LA is, and there's so much to do. Everybody has so much going on. The beaches, the restaurants, the shopping. Cowherd, shut the fuck up. And while all of that is certainly true, it doesn't explain why Pac-12 attendance has fallen off a cliff disproportionately to the other major conferences out there. I mean, last time I checked, it was 75 and sunny at the Rose Bowl 10 years ago as well. What changed was the culture. What changed was the community. Now, what also changed was the Pac-12 can no longer recruit championship caliber offensive and defensive linemen. Bud Elliott from the Cover 3 podcast and Josh Pate from Late Kick have, with butt cheeks uh, clenched, my ad, danced around the fact that the demographics of California are simply changing. What they're really saying is a soy boy, beyond meat-loving fag 12 can't recruit along the offensive and defensive lines because most of the conservatives moved to Florida, Tennessee, or Texas. Good luck trying to find a U-Haul or Penske moving truck from California to either of those states. 
But if you flip it around, they'll almost give it to you for free as the rate of movers leaving California versus moving into it continues to increase in 52 out of 58 counties. And as of a month ago, I'm living proof. Now, South Apps, none of this gives me pleasure. I loved California. I still do. And I love the Pac-12. I mean, you got 72,000 fans in purple and gold screaming at the top of their lungs at Husky Stadium in Seattle, which is on the freaking edge of Lake Washington or Sun Devil Stadium in Tempe. I mean, 71,000 people in that beautiful maroon and yellow. And let's get real, Sal Babs. Is there any college you would rather attend than the absolute smoke shows at Arizona State? Absolutely not. How about Folsom Field in Boulder, which literally sits in the Rockies, has Ralphie the motherfucking Buffalo, a Buffalo, stampedes out before the game. Yeah. Or USC, the Memorial Stadium. I mean, it wasn't it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Reggie Bush and Liner, they, they ran LA or Autzen Stadium in Eugene. It's one of the loudest overall stadiums in college football. And I'm pretty sure those Oregon cheerleaders have been getting NIL money since like 1992. And then there's a granddaddy of the mall, the Rose Bowl, which, you know, words don't do justice. Now, I believe USC football made the perfect hire in Lincoln Riley. He'll recruit the shit out of the quarterbacks and skill talent that still proliferate across California. He'll put a fence around schools like Modern Day and Bosco, and he'll go back to his roots, and he'll reach into Texas to get those linemen he's so, so desperate for. But for the rest of the Pac-12, time will tell. But much like my former neighborhood in Hollywood, everything is going to shit. And that's just not horrible for college football. That's horrible for America. I suppose it really is true. Not everything that glitters is gold, which sadly now includes the Golden State. All right, coming at you with Future Bets. We're going to a place. Future Bets. In the near future. Future Bets. It's the year 2032. The LGBTQRXYZUSA, ran by Emperor Queen AOC, has just taken over the campus of Alabama. They've planted their gay flag on the campus. The South has officially fallen. All we have is now Pac-12 football and male cheerleaders. Future pets. My family is now dead. My sex robot girlfriend talks shit on how weak my dick game is. And my crypto never went off. Future pets. Alright, we're gonna whip these up. I'm going with Boston College season over win 6.5. Okay. Phil Jerkovic, we know who he is. He's Love been battle-tested. Injured last year, the team was crushing it. The yeah. ACC is trash. We literally have a Hall of Fame coach in the fake fucking coaches club because of uh, that. Uh, yeah. This is a good number. What do you think, Goose? Uh, I'm all about it, Sal Baps. I think uh, Phil Jerkovic from Pineland Richland here in PA. Yay. Listen, he even said himself, when he went to Notre Dame, he thought he got worse. And he gets up there with Jeff Halfley and, and Boston College, and this dude is instantly good again. So I'm all in uh, on, on on Jerkovich, this BC squad. I like Jeff Halfley as a coach. Honestly, he could potentially be a future Penn State coach. Just putting that out there right now that AD at BC just went to Penn State. Zay Flowers could have gone to the NFL. He comes back a wide receiver. Six and a half in a you know mixed-up, weak-ass ACC. I'm all about it. All right, going on to my boys in Arizona State. This one's painful for me right now because I really do consider Arizona State a sleeping giant. The state's producing a solid 8 to 12 four-star recruits every year, too, as the population explodes and people leave Cali there. But I'm sorry. This whole program right now is just a ticking time bomb. I mean, fucking Emory Jones, who throws a pick every time he's in the red zone, 
last year at Florida. He's now going to be your starting quarterback with the Sun Devils. They lost half their fucking coaching staff from recruiting violations, including our local Adam Brenneman, who was a hell of a coach, especially on the recruiting trail. I mean, you can't lose half your fucking staff in one year and have half your, your kids go in the portal and not expect just everything to blow up. And that's exactly what's happening in Arizona State. Arizona State, you can get the under uh, six. I think at the very least, you're going to push on this. But um, I'm saying they're probably going to be a four or five win squad. Kansas football. Oh, God. Okay. Over 2.5 wins. Okay. Listen, 17 returning starters. Okay. They haven't actually won three games in the league since Obama's first term. Ooh, good stat. But listen, this is low-hanging fruit. We love this coach, Mr. Lance. He's a great fit there. And now, I know some people are big on D3 coaches and stuff like that. I don't care. But this team was the first team to shut out Oklahoma in the first half in 10 years as well. Ooh. This is all they got to do is win three games. Okay. This is the guy that's going to do it, I think, for him. Yeah, I listen. I, I think this Lance Leopold guy. I think he's. I think he's a real fucking deal. I mean, the the support he's getting from the administration there is. I mean, outside of like the New Mexico and Yukons of the world, I mean, he's just getting no support. But this guy fucking wins wherever he goes. Like D three, he won like ninety nine national championships, six time national champion. Oh, because it was a six. Okay, he he goes to Buffalo. He resurrects that program. He actually had like PSU on the ropes going into a fourth quarter, like the one year. I love Franklin's it. Fake, though. Uh, that's for true. But I, I like it. All right. So continuing the uh, the train here, I'm also going to take the over on those LSU Tigers. That's love right. That's it. right. I don't know who their quarterback will be. I got Brian Kelly over here talking like he's trying to audition for the Waterboy too. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. The new DCs from the Andy Reid School of Coaching. It doesn't matter. LSU's load on the D-line with what should be a top five line in the country. Kayshawn Boutte is about to bust Yo Boutte up the middle for a touchdown. He's a top five wide receiver in the country. He's calling disgusting. it right now. Disgusting. Listen, Brian Kelly won in Cincinnati before that was a thing, and he made Notre Dame cool again. So all I got to say about that is, suck that tiger dick, bitch. <laughs> I'm doing it. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm doing it. It's Sparty. I know. It's Michigan State over seven and a half wins. I don't hate it. You can't hate it. They got a lot of guys back. Of course, they lose the running power, but look who they bring in. People are coming there. They want to play for this guy. He's rejuvenated the program. I know people that are listening to this are laughing because that's who I root for. That's my favorite team, but I'm very fair. I am very fair, and I didn't even want to do this, but when the coaches' poll came out today, I think this team is better than I thought they were. And you're going to come back to see where I go with this later, but Michigan okay. State to only win eight games this year? Come on. You got a returning quarterback. Phil Steele has them ranked as one of the best special teams. You know, at least Jaden Reed, yeah. he's the best punt return in the country, he's, minus he's, two other guys in the SEC. Listen, uh, Mel Tucker's the real deal. I like it. All right, let's move on here to week zero slash week one games. Me and Sal Baps have already put some of our hard-earned money on. Me, I'm starting off here. Week zero, Nebraska corn motherfucking Huskers against Northwestern. I am loving the 50 and a half. You can get this pretty much across the board. Uh, I know I just saw it on FanDuel, the 50 and a half. Listen, 
I'm going to mention something to you right now, Sal Baps, and this goes out to all our listeners. Fucking hammer the overs. If you remember last year, the unders hit. That kid hit like an 18-game parlay, all unders. I wanted to jump that kid. There's a new rule in college football this year that if you uh, hold on the defense, it's an automatic first down. Mark Whipple, the new OC at Nebraska, you got Thompson there, a quarterback coming over from Texas who fucking had monster stats there for when he was actually playing. Northwestern's going to be improved on offense. 50 and a half, fucking slam it. I am going with Ohio State. Okay. To roll Notre Dame, who came out as fifth in the coaches' pool. Hilarious. Fake. Fucking fake. Absolutely disgraceful and embarrassing to anyone who voted for that. Ohio State is, and we talked about this multiple times. Uh, this this team is just disgusting. Disgusting. I, I mean, look, this team is laying 15 and a half against the number five ranked team in the country. Yeah. What does that tell you right there? Yeah. You're going to see the public eat up these points with a top five football team and a storied program, and you're going to see Ryan Day with that classic smile on the sideline yeah. Yeah. as they go for two up 49 to 11 in the first half. Love it, love it. I'm, I'm, I'm on it as well. Moving on here, I love the Penn State-Purdue over 54 and a half. Listen, Penn State, Yursich is in year two. He's got pressure on him as the OC. As we talked about, Nick Singleton, number one ranked running back. The offensive line still blows chunks, but they got Mitchell Tinsley. This guy's going to be an absolute stud transfer from Western Kentucky. Parker, I mean, Phil Steele has uh, Penn State wide receivers top 15 in the nation. I don't think people realize how good these wide receivers actually are. Clifford, he's going to get hurt. It's going to fuck him over, but week one with a Purdue squad that destroyed as far as offensively Tennessee last year in Nashville fucking take the over 54 and a half I'll never forget that Nashville game Fucked by the way. so so hard unbelievable so here's a game that we have talked about multiple times okay you know what it is yeah the Rainbow Warriors. Oh, Timmy Chang. Plus six and a half. Actually, it's up to seven now. Am I right? Uh, it depends upon the book. Depending yeah, on where seven. you have this, you can get Hawaii getting a home touchdown on their volcanic island that we stole from Japan <laughs> against Vanderbilt. Why is Vanderbilt laying points to anybody ever? Because, bro, Hawaii got destroyed in the transfer portal. Timmy Chang was literally a wide receivers coach last year at Nevada. Vanderbilt should never be laying a touchdown on any rock, whatever geographical term you want to use, whatever, the moon. They can play on the moon. Vanderbilt is never going to cover a touchdown on the road anywhere. Okay, I'm saying that, that changes. So Sal Baps is on Hawaii. Yes, it's just pure mathematics. Um, like It's just gambling smart betting. If you get six and a half, take Vanderbilt to I cover. am classically known for hating on value in point munching. This is stupid. Okay. This team is... Is absolutely you're, covering at home. You're, you're wrong. It is what it is. Uh, you choose as the viewer which what you're thinking here. I'm going on to Old Dominion plus eight and a half versus Virginia Tech. Listen, we have a classic match here of coaches who, for years, on the Penn State coaching staff, went against each other. Brent Pry at Virginia Tech versus Ricky Ronnie over there at Old Dominion. This game is at Old Dominion. Like I said, the plus eight and a half. Honestly, when you have coaches that know each other this well, I'm going to take the the offensive side of the ball guy any day of the week. I think Old Dominion, honestly, I've money lined them in a couple parlays. I'm loving this eight and a half. It's the one of the best. It's it's one of the best games that we looked at on the board. And like you said, with the coaching familiarity there, like you're gonna have to understand that that stuff makes a difference in college football. Absolutely. Okay, so now here we go. Okay, we're coming after them. Oh, here we go. The woke, the actually the most woke school in the entire country, yeah. UConn. Y- UConn we in are... the news right now, as far as Connecticut goes, with uh, a certain Mister. Uh... Alex Jones, shall we say? One of the things you've been talking about on your show is your allegation 
that government officials are aiding in pedophilia, <laughs> child trafficking, and the grooming of children. Right? Well, you mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? Know what's up up there? Fuck, so let's fuck fucking UConn. fade them. Fade Utah minus twenty seven and a half. Well, Utah State. I'm Utah sorry. State. We know who they are. We know, yeah. Look, dude, it doesn't even matter. It can be anyone playing UConn. It doesn't <laughs> even matter. We're fading this program. When COVID happened, they were one of the first teams to actually jump on the liberal sword and try to get college football canceled. Yeah. They actually thought that they mattered to an extent that the entire South would cancel football yeah. because UConn did it. What a joke program. They literally are going to get... They got killed all last year. It was the funniest thing fading them. Yeah, it's. It, I, mean, uh, they, I mean, they did improve towards the end of the year, but fuck UConn. Utah State's rolling UConn. Just take this. I know it's a high total. I know it's week one. Doesn't matter. Fade UConn it doesn't every matter. fucking day, every week, every year. All right, Sal Baps, uh, changing the topic here a little bit. Heisman Futures. I mean, you know I've put a small fortune on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now, yes. you, you got to shop around. Now, most books, he's down... Down to fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred. Fanduel. He opened up at eight thousand. He's down to five thousand. That's still a huge difference with the other books. As far as value plays out there, listen. I know wide receivers don't win the Heisman, but this kid, literally Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, said this kid is better at wide receiver than them. They were just top twelve NFL draft picks. I'm gonna take that as that means something. He fucking wrecked people. He wrecked Utah in that Rose Bowl last year with like fifteen catches. You know who won the Bolitnikoff last year? Jordan Addison from Pitt. Guess who had more fucking receiving yards than him? Jackson Smith and Jigba. This dude in that Ryan Day offense, lighting motherfuckers up. Jackson Smith and Jigba plus 5,000. Get it. So I'm going to go down south to party in the city where the heat is on. Tyler oh. Oh, okay. Plus 4,000. Look. Miami is high this year. People love them. Mario Cristobal is going to run this program the way it, it should have been coached and ran the past 10, 11 years now. I know there's always propaganda on Miami like, oh, they're back. They're back. Just like the Texas shit. But they're actually back. This guy's got great value. If you don't, if you think they can right, win the ACC, take this. Listen, let me stop you right there, though. Do you think Miami can win the ACC? Because if you're going to win the Heisman, you got to be in the playoff. Can Miami win the ACC? Will they know? Can they? Yes. Oh, okay. So, that but that is- has nothing to do with a plus four thousand future. To be fair, we're not. I'm not housing my life savings like you are on Jackson Smith. I I firmly believe he's. I'm win. simply throwing a unit on Tyler Van Dyke okay. to possibly shit on the ACC, which we know is possible. All right, moving on here. We have a brand new segment for well, fucking brand new show. But this is Sal Bap's. It's a trap. <sighs> It's a fucking trap. My own boys, Michigan State, are laying 19 against Western Michigan. It's fake. They're not going to blow this team out. It's week zero, whatever the fuck you call it. It's just too big of a line. Western Michigan isn't UConn. You can't just smoke, lay these giant numbers like this. Now, I love Michigan State, but they do tend to have issues with interstate games with the MAC, Central Michigan, Western Michigan. Well, not Eastern Michigan. They're not even, uh, that's. They should just dismantle their program altogether, even basketball and everything. So, like, dude, this is just too big of a number here. I see Michigan State kind of working on getting things set up with the secondary this year and kind of treating this as a preseason game. I kind of see Western Michigan possibly back to recovering here. So, I'm going to go with Western Michigan plus 19 currently. Okay. Okay. uh, Any other trap games? It's another trap. We've always talked about this for a long time now. 
We're going with Coastal Carolina at home laying four against Army, but guess what we're doing? We're taking Army. We're going plus four here. Coastal Carolina is going to get eaten up by betters. I see everyone thinking of what this team's been doing. If this team was so cool, they would be laying more than this. This is a trap game, people. Don't get caught in this Coastal Carolina bullshit. I wouldn't wouldn't be shocked if Army... Wins! Yeah, absolutely. You're not getting huge value in the money line, obviously, here, but listen, anything over a field goal here, you fucking hammer Army on. Here's another quote I love. It's an old-school game line it's something my dad has always used to me if you think an underdog can win the game outright take them do you like think it. they can win i do moving on here this is uh our big play the one game of the week me and sal Baps agree on we call it the boss cock lock which is our lock of the week that we encourage you listeners to put down one grand on a single game line boss cock. she got an exquisite pussy well how about my exquisite erection huh Yes, we've taken, uh, 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 we've drank together, we've uh, we've had cocaine together maybe a couple of times. Boss Cock. Sal Baps, who do we have here for this week's Boss Cock Lock? The real Utah team. Yes. The actual Utes, coached by our boy. Kyle Whittingham. Yay. What we love about this play, and we talked about this play for weeks and weeks on end, is we just see two programs in totally different directions right now. Yeah, I mean, for sure. we have Florida that's just like getting a ton of respect here with this number. I mean, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, this line opened up at plus one and a half. Utah was an underdog. It's now underdog. Utah minus two. They're now if they're now favored on the road in the swamp. Listen, you, you also hear a. Uh, uh, a factor here is the second leading tackler from Florida last year, uh, Mohamed Diabate. I'm probably mispronouncing that, but whatever. This we dude, don't care about pronouncing. We don't care about show, pronunciation. By the way. No, we don't respect off. anyone exactly. In, at we, all. Fuck you. Absolutely. Fuck this kid. We we don't apologize in advance. By the way, Mohamed Diabate is now at Utah. That's going to mean something. Your second leading tackler has the dirt on the offensive side of the ball. Me, I'm dishonest, and a dishonest man you can always trust to be dishonest. Honestly. This Utah secondary is loaded. Listen, they got two players on the Thorpe Award watch list. You also got a stud running back, Tavion Thomas. He had 21 rushing touchdowns last year. And then Cam Rising. This dude, he gets hurt in eight minutes last year in that Ohio State game in the Rose Bowl. If he doesn't get hurt, I'm sorry, Ohio State fans, but you fucking lose. They know they lose. I mean, this kid literally was out of the game for six minutes, and that was enough to make the difference. That's how good he is. Yeah. And this is fucking Ohio State. Right. And I know they had defensive issues, but like, cares one, one more little uh, nugget here Kyle Whittingham was talking about a kid he was a freshman last year gonna be a sophomore now Devon Veli. this kid is 6'5 and Kyle Whittingham made it sound like he's gonna be the number one option and if that's the case I mean Solomon Enos is you know one of the better wide receivers in the Pac-12 so if Solomon Curtis. Enos right and his dad was Curtis Enos Curtis. legend of Penn State if Solomon Enos is your number two wide receiver I can't even believe I'm fucking saying this, but you know Phil Steele has Utah this year as a top ten overall offense. If that's the case with Kyle Whittingham as your coach, you hide your kids and wives. Yo, fucking slam Utah against Florida. All right, we just had the coaches poll drop today. I'm just going to be real quick about this because coaches poll doesn't mean shit. It's mostly grad assistants who vote on this, anyways. But listen, overrated. Oklahoma State at number 11. Are you out of your fucking mind? Absolutely ridiculous. Jim Knowles just left this squad to go to Ohio State. That offense wasn't even that special the past year, year and a half. Without him at D.C., 
And they brought in freaking uh, Mason from Auburn, who's a total fucking chump. I'm sorry, Oklahoma State 11. I don't even think they end the year as ranked. If they do, it's not going to be by very much. A&M's at 7. I love what they did in their recruiting class. Obviously, they bought off half these fucking kids, but, you know, it, it works. So, God bless them. But A&M at 7, I'm just not buying it. DJ Durkin is now your DC. I just don't think it's a good fit. I think A&M, they got a tough schedule, obviously. Haynes King comes back at quarterback. I do like that. We'll see if he can stay healthy. But at 7, I'll, I'll give you their top 50. 15, but seven, no. Cincinnati at 22, garbage. They shouldn't even be in there. They shouldn't be ranked. Yeah, I mean, they lost so many Sauce Gardner and their other other cornerback. They lost too much. Uh, Their fucking DBs coach. I mean, literally like half their coaching staff and a lot of those guys went off the NFL. All that stuff matters to schools like Cincinnati. It it does. you start losing all these assistants, like... It matters. Listen, Cincinnati, Fickle, he's a solid coach, but I'm calling bullshit on 22. Underrated. My fucking Arkansas Razorbacks. I've been on this team for a good year and a half now. KJ Jefferson comes back. They do get Hazelwood, the transfer wide receiver. They got uh, replaced Traylon Burks. But listen, Sam Pittman, you want to talk about a fucking, this dude fits a glove culture-wise. We talked about culture and community. This guy has resurrected Arkansas from the ashes. This team is way better than 23. They're going to smoke Cincinnati in that week one game as well. And I'm also going to close out here, Sal Babs. Penn State not ranked. Listen, James Franklin is a fake fucking coach, but when you recruit the kind of talent that he has, when you look at his trajectory of, of his history of coaching, this dude coaches his best when nobody expects anything out of him. Penn State should absolutely be a top 25 team. All right, Sal Baps, you know what I'm doing here. Oh, yeah. It's my specialty. It's something that only I'm crazy enough to cook up. It literally is. Ladies and gentlemen, or I should say lady, we'll have one female listener. Ever. The Poontang Poontang Parlay. You want to serve the rock a great big piece of that Poontang pie? Are you ready? for lack of a better word, is good. I feel the need, the need for speed. What's the matter, you got nothing left inside? Cause you're training like a damn bum, you know that? I'm a pussy pirate, my name is Jack Sparrow. Take off my pants, she can see my flesh arrow. Poontang your ass on out of here. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Sal Baps, we're starting off here. Oh this line's God. actually dropped, I can't believe it. The Northwestern Nebraska over 50 now on DraftKings. This is where I'm doing this parlay. Over 50, you're going to take Northwestern and Nebraska. Vanderbilt, money line against Hawaii. Sal Baps doesn't know what he's talking about. Love the over 54 and a half. Penn State and Purdue. Old Dominion against Virginia Tech. We are money line in this bitch. Old Dominion plus 260. Duke, money line against Temple. Temple is back to being Temple. TCU, minus 10. I am taking that against Colorado. Colorado, Carl Durrell. Trash. Army West Point, plus 3.5 against Coastal. We talked about that. Texas State, plus 7 against a Nevada team. Decimated in the transfer portal. Arkansas, money line against Cincinnati. They're going to beat the living shit out of them. Arizona, plus 6 against San Diego State. Loving this Arizona squad this year. They may even win. I don't know. Utah, money line. Our boss cock lock of the week. Louisville money line against Syracuse. I think this Louisville squad uh, may actually be legit this year. We'll see. LSU money line. Suck that tiger dick bitch against Florida State. <laughs> Ohio State minus 15 and a half. It's a huge line. But I'm telling you right now, Marcus Freeman, he's going to be in the fake fucking coaches club very soon. And last but not least, well, 
actually this is Lee's because you are only a true degenerate loser like us if you watch this game. I am taking Tulsa money line against the Wyoming Cowboys. This Wyoming squad got destroyed in the transfer portal. You'll notice a trend here. Teams that got destroyed in the transfer portal, we are fucking fading. That is my Poontang parlay for week zero, week one. As of right now, $15 on DraftKings pays out a cool... Are you ready for this? Tell me. $99,484.35. That's why it's not going to hit. Hey, if you hit this and you fit, if you tell this and it hits, we are. Could you imagine? Where's the loss? Bro, bro, everywhere. But this is why we're doing this. Could you imagine if it hit? Just imagine. I think about it every day. I, I think literally, I have like 15 parlays that are just waiting to be lost. Yeah, I, I mean, look, dude, last year, the first one you gave me in week zero, people listen to this. This is a true story. He hit 16 of 18 of these. I did. I was stunned. It was so close that I'm now addicted for life, and it's honestly, it's a he, real issue. I, it, 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 it came really close. It really did. And the shit that happened was dumb, too. Listen, if you're listening, put five bucks on it. I just did 15. Put one dollar. Put one dollar, at least. It's worth a shot. Poontang parlay. Talbabs, anything you uh, want to tell our uh, loyal three uh, listeners right now? Yeah, if anyone cares about our pronunciation of names and shit or think that like that's a dock to our like knowledge or anything, we don't care. We don't respect anyone. We don't give a fuck. We're doing this for money. We're fucking losers. We're degenerates. We're just betting. I don't care about names. So I'm just throwing it out there now before because I can already see the comment. Like, yo, you guys don't even know how to pronounce shit. We don't care. Yeah, exactly. We don't fuck care. Him. Fuck him. Mike, whether it's Mike Lockley or Mike yeah, Loxley. Like, we don't he, care. He sucks giant Lexington Steel dick either way. Yeah, dude. He, he He's like the only team in the league that has Under Armour jersey still. For sure. All right, Sal Babs, I think that's about it. Uh, to everybody listening, say your prayers, take your vitamins, grow your own food, and make that bread and butter them hoes. Uh-huh.